Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, that's us. Uh, we're the Cinnabuds. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. And I'm Milwaukee Films, Christopher Pollard. Today we are talking about A Quiet Place. Yeah. Who are we if we can't protect them? We have to protect them. A Quiet Place. So we're going to talk about it right here, and then as we get into the episode, at the end, we're going to do spoilia dish. Yep. So if you're listening to the broadcast, check out the podcast, and if you're listening to the podcast, you know what to do. Stick around. <laughs> so A Quiet Place uh, just came out. It is written by, directed, yeah. produced, starring Jim Halpert. Yeah, from the, that's what I was going to say, too. Jim from The Office. Uh, John Krasinski uh, does the whole thing, also starring Emily Blunt. The plot of it is that it's John Krasinski and his family, and uh, they you just kind of enter it in the middle. You don't know how after the bad thing has started, right? And so there are these creatures Mm -hmm. that are blind. And they can only they can hear, and if they hear something, they're trying to kill it. Yeah, and so they have to try to be as quiet as they can the whole time, uh, and are living in constant fear that if they make any sound whatsoever, right. and it is really minute sounds yeah. Yeah. that these creatures are going to come and kill them. Yeah, they take measures like they don't wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have all these things that they do. Like the, you start, you start the film where they've already established these patterns, and you kind of pick up. Oh, they're doing this, so they don't make sound. And there's immediately, you know, a threat of making a sound, and then there, a tr- big tragedy happens, and then you, you have to recover from it. So it sets the tone is set instantly for yeah. for the tension of the whole movie. And uh, I think that that's that it makes it good and an approachable horror movie for somebody who doesn't love horror movies yeah. because there's like there is no like the the trope of like a horror movie is like pop outs you know and yeah. and things that are just like super loud sounds yeah, and yeah. like a pop up of Very an image or yeah. yeah and it didn't really have that it kind of the really good horror movies live in anticipation yeah. and live in a space where like you're holding your breath and this did a really great job of that because of the premise is like you have to be quiet right. and so it's like you are on the edge of your seat of like are they going to make noise right and there's so many setups uh in the beginning or middle where you're like oh that's gonna make noise yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's a a hilarious and not great film called i think blow up or no not blow blow out was an artsy blown up whatever no it's not an artsy film at all it was like a film about a a a serial uh uh, somebody who blows stuff up uh, would be called uh um bomber uh, sure yeah a serial (laughs) bomber and the whole movie is set up they do these close-ups of him like turning on the stove and you're like, no, no, it's going to blow up. Oh yeah. The whole movie is just a series of close-ups every time he does something that you think is going to blow up. This is not that. This is done way smarter, but there are a bunch of moments where you're like, oh, I bet that's eventually going to cause a problem. Right. And uh, I kind of really enjoyed. And I, I heard some criticism that's like, it's a thin premise that was like, great, great idea executed kind of mediocre where I thought it was, I thought it was a great execution. I oh, liked yeah. everything about it. I did too. I think it was done really well. And I think the payoff at the end, the la the, what they call, uh, what I read as the second act yeah. uh, <laughs> really pays off I, they, and it gets more interesting than the first, se- the first bit is. And the first bit is very interesting. 
John Krasinski uh, does the whole thing, also starring Emily Blunt. John Krasinski could be America's dad. He could be. <laughs> yeah. I'm like John, young like, cool dad. Young cool dad. I feel like John Krasinski is like the next Tom Hanks. And uh, I thought the exact same thing when I was watching this movie, which is weird because it's a horror film. That's what I'm saying. But I was like, he, his there's something about his face. His features are very nice. Yes. And we know he's funny, but he's also like all beefed up. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, I would. I'm like John Krasinski. Give us a big. You know, yeah, give yeah. us, give us like a <laughs> yeah. big schlocky. Like we want to love you, John Krasinski. Yeah. Like just give us the, give us the gym. Give us like the, the lovable person yeah. that you want. Instead, he's trying so hard to be important. <laughs> you know, he's like, let me do 13 hours and I'll do a quiet place. Like you know what? Though I think a quiet place is a, if he is planning on doing that. And if you and I are noticing this, yes. sure thing, Hollywood insiders are noticing it. Yeah. So. I bet this is like a gateway for him. I think so too. And I think that he has to get, he has to like distance himself from Jim. Yeah. You know, and so he's doing these things that are important, but I'm like, I want him to come back. Yeah. I want I want him to come back and be like the lovable. He could easily be the next Tom Hanks. Yeah, he could be a fu- funny, but still do. So he's getting his drama. He's doing the opposite. Right. Well, he, he started out the same as Tom, doing a really popular sitcom. Right. And then Tom Hanks did the comedies and then transition. He's doing it the other way. <laughs> right. Start out on a popular sitcom, then immediately go to drama, and then, and then he hopefully will go back and kind of do some a variety of stuff. And that is not to say that A Quiet Place is a misstep, because I really like this movie. Yeah, I did too. And I got to tell you, I am not a huge horror fan. Neither am I. Interesting. This is uh, a fascinating show for everyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> horror films just kind of tend to be not not the thing that I gravitate to. Yeah. Not like, I, my thought on horror movies, I'm always like, why would I want to be scared? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, being scared is the thing that I don't like. I'm not interested in doing it. Oh, yeah. It's the same when people like, oh, I'm going to go bungee jumping uh, or I'm going to jump out of an airplane. I get in theory, the impulse to do it, I'm sure it feels exciting. Yeah. I would much rather do not that. And uh, But I thought this was a great way to do it. To go back a little bit to horror movies in general, uh-huh. just which I think will explain why I enjoyed this, is that horror movies, and another reason that I think John Krasinski could be using this as a gateway, is horror movies, especially right now in the last, like, I'd say even 15, 20 years, have been the easiest thing to make and sell. Mm. Because they're so widely uh, viewed, either in the theater or straight to DVD or online. And so those that's why there's so many, is because they're really easy to be purchased. Because they're quick entertainment, and a lot of people are super into them. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I don't like them, is because I'm... It's hard to pick through all the junk because there's so much of it. Oh, it's the, yeah. It's the case with any genre. There's good and bad, and you got to kind of pick through to find the good stuff. But there's so much more to pick through. Right. So I always thought I didn't really like it in general. But when people I know who like horror movies say, oh, no, you got to see this one in particular, th- I, then I trust them and I go check it out. And this is one of those where I had a couple people say, no, this one's actually really entertaining and kind of an interesting twist. So I really liked it. And then and John Krasinski making it himself, again, no, it, he's a name. No one's going to balk at making a horror movie with a name in it. And then hopefully he can transition to cool stuff. But yeah, this is a cool thing, too. I like this one, too. Right. What did you think about casting and the characters and the way they interplay? The kids were great. Kids were great. The kid, there's two kids. It's basically one family. Yeah. 
you know, just do, yeah, it's mom. It's Emily Blunt, who's the mom. It's John Krasinski, who's the dad. Right. And then there's two kids. Real life husband and wife, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. For real? Yeah. What? Real life husband and wife. Yeah. Makes it more interesting. Oh, my God. It's like every time <laughs> you think you can't love him anymore. <laughs> um, but the his daughter in particular was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Both of those kids were great. But she plays a more like pinnacle role. And she's very interesting. She's... Uh, I don't know if completely deaf or hard of hearing and she wears a hearing aid in the film yeah. which you know it's a movie about not making noise so that becomes a complication and has an interesting role in it um, but she, her performance is great I've never seen her before I'm yeah. assuming it's her first yeah. film um, but yeah I thought they were all fantastic I thought the performances were great I thought the pacing was great Yeah, the use of silence was something that really cre- was a really great atmosphere for this movie right and using that as a central part of it to create tension and to move the plot or to, yeah. you know, to create this space, I thought was was really great. I thought the concept was great. Mm-hmm. I was entertained the entire time. Yeah. I was scared without, like, not liking the fact that I was scared or, yeah. like, being too scared, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought overall, great. Yeah. I think that we should... I'll see it. Yeah, for sure. It's really fun movie to see in the theater too. I, I saw it with not a lot of people because it was super snowy that day. Yeah, I was at the Avalon and um, there was probably fifteen people, twenty people in there, and I was so nervous that I was going to make a noise. <laughs> so that I got, I yeah. we got done, and I walked outside, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's all these noises." Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I was, it's it's hilarious for like the cinema experience anyway because I'm already just like waiting for people to make me mad by making uh-huh. too much noise. Yeah. But I feel everyone is so on their best behavior because if they make a noise, you're going to hear it. I mean, like, because it's so quiet. For sure. Though I will say that I, w- I wouldn't have minded had the whole movie been, like, no dialogue ever at all. Yeah. That would have been a more interesting challenge. Now, granted, they did a good job, and it was, like, mostly not at all. And, they you know, they communicate via sign language. It was very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of wondering if they were gonna go, break yeah, yeah yeah and there was a you know there's a couple of moments where they you know they have a moment where they can but it still it doesn't really it would have been an interesting challenge but i mean it didn't it didn't ruin anything or any, by any means yeah so a quiet place john krasinski go see it oh i would definitely go see that go see it a lot of fun now we're going to enter spoily a dish oh yeah <laughs> Warning! Warning! War- we are talking about the <laughs> you, details of a quiet place. About the details, do not listen anymore. I mean, just for this show, right? Please listen in the future. All right, let's just get right into it. Yeah. The ending. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was super good. I thought it was super good too. And my friend, I talked. I was talking to my friend who said that they hated the ending because it ends with they kill. They kill one of them. Right. They figure out, and there's kind of, there was a part where, like, you kind of enter, and you're like, what are these yeah. beings and creatures? And it's, like, all written on a whiteboard. Yeah, he's doing research to try to figure out how can they get rid of them, and he's got a few really giant, obvious questions yeah. written. <laughs> For me, I was Kind of little... cartoonishly large on a board. <laughs> right. And I was like, miss question mark? <laughs> right. But it, like... it still is fine. But, yeah, and I was like, you know, they got to get that information out somehow. <laughs> um, but then they, they kill the first one. And then they, like, you know, the other ones come and they kind of, like, look at each other like, let's do this. (laughs) And then they end the movie. Right. 
I loved that. No, I thought it was great. And I, because I, it left you wanting more. You're like, yeah. oh, I, there's a part of me that I was like, oh, I wish that they would have got into this really gory destruction scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they didn't. No, it's so much, it's so much more. I mean, it's not a subtle movie necessarily, but definitely more so than the bulk of horror films you're going to see. Yeah. And they also have a smarter, a bit of a smarter conclusion. It's not just, oh, we shoot him here. Right. It's, it, there's like some science behind it and it's great. And the daughter is the one that figures out she's like, what, 11, 12? Uh-huh. Um, and she figures out the that's thing the that's frequency. Yeah, that's like frequent. They, there's a frequency that really affects them. And then the mother follows up with the gunshot. Sure. But I mean, it's first of all, teamwork between a mother and daughter, which Love is it. a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing. They use science, mm-hmm. which is a great message. Uh, <laughs> and, um, Beyond that, and then the dad, you, right before this all happens, sacrifices himself for his children. Yes. And it's a really touching, really, really touching scene. And and I feel like most horror movies would kind of gloss over that yeah. and make it gory. But this was just, like, kind of heartfelt. Yeah. And uh, I felt like there was a lot of opportunities for this to be super gory. Yeah. To go into, like, there's that scene in the basement where she's in there with the baby yeah. and the monster thing oh yeah and at first i was like if they show this monster non on a baby yeah. you know i'm like damn like this could take a very dark turn yeah and i like i would have been down for that i would have been you know, there's no more places to go in gore it, you right gotta go to the extreme right and i know there's a whole genre of like gory movies that people are really into and i yeah i get it it's an art form like how yeah. gross can we make it right it is not my bag. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I dabble. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But like a gore, like a straight up gore movie right. is probably not going to be for me. But uh, yeah, no, I like the more subtle approaches. There was some blood and there was some violence. And I like that. And I like that you didn't know where it was going to go. I yeah. There was parts where I was like, man, they're just going to pick everybody off. Like, yeah. here goes the mom. Here goes the kid. Here goes John yeah, Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. And I would have been, I would have been down if like the monsters win, yeah. you know, if they would have just like killed everybody, I would have been like, man, that was metal. I will say, but- <laughs> yeah. I will say the thing that actually made me, I, I, I was about to say cover my eyes and that is literally what I did. Yeah. Uh, but then I immediately got self-conscious. I'm like, I can't admit that I covered, but I, I looked down. Right. But it was, had nothing to do with any of the monsters is when, you know, she's about to step on a nail. Oh, yeah. Which is a thing that sounds really silly, but they set it up in a way that you are really tense about it. Yeah. Because you know the consequences, I'm going to scream. Right. Um, <laughs> and then there's bigger problems. And she has a baby in the And she has a baby. She's about to give birth. Um, but when she's about to step on that nail, I like I legit looked away. I'm like, I can't watch that part. Yeah. That was pretty nasty. Um, but I will say the scariest part of this film for uh-huh. me, again, please don't listen if you haven't seen this. Um is when she knows the creatures in the room in the basement with her and her baby is like a few feet away. So she yeah. goes over very quietly to try to pick up the baby as, I mean the, 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 the choreography of it was so great. Yeah. As she's picking up the baby quietly, very quietly, the um, creature comes up goes from under. out of the water yeah. at the same rate. And it is so genuinely like cringing. It's like, Oh, cause you don't want to make noise. Right. Because they're not making noise. Right. But also you're like, Oh, Oh yeah, it was that was uh, pretty good. That was that was good. They handle those moments in the film really well. One thing I thought about a lot in this movie was farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was like I was just thinking of like how 
Yeah, you're how not they, alone. You, yeah, I was like, man, what if they farted super yeah. loud? Would, would these things come in? And there was like, I saw it with my girlfriend, and I made so many fart jokes. <laughs> and uh, I want to do a re-edit where at the part where John Krasinski yells super loud, oh, yeah. he just farts yeah. super loud. A hero fart that saves his family, <laughs> I think would be the funniest thing. Take a very different tone all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Wait, that's an interesting choice they made at the end. I w- there's two things. One... Um, Wet Hot American Summer, you remember the, yeah. that film? If you get that on DVD, you can uh, special features, you can watch it with, quote, extra farts. Uh, yeah. so that means throughout the entire movie, they just add in f- uh, random farts. And it. it is so dumb, but it is so funny. Love it. I will watch the whole movie like that. Um, but also, yeah, I think there's somebody online said the same thing. There was an article about mm-hmm. not just that, but like all these things you have to consider living your life that are going to make noise that are ridiculous and that could have uh, murdered you in this film right and they bring a child into the world and i'm like uh, man that baby's gonna cr- what are you thinking yeah being like oh there are these creatures that kill us at any sound like let's bring a crying baby yeah. into this world yeah question mark right but then you think well what i mean if it happened by mistake True. Say. Yeah. There's no. There's no doctors. I mean, civilization is kind of destroyed. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's like you have no choice. Plus, you have those instincts. And yeah. Also wondered why they didn't like the soundproofing worked, but they only like put this soundproofing room together like after over a year yeah. of living in there. I was like, man, I would have invested yeah. in that soundproofing immediately. Yeah. Let's do the whole house. Yeah, there's a lot of things, and I, I kind of love this about horror movies and action movies is I am a huge fan of suspension of disbelief. Oh, yeah. I can do it all day. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times, I believe it was like one of the last, the worst diehards that came out. Oh, yeah. Where he launches a, 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 a motorcycle into a helicopter that's in the air. Right. And the the dynamics of it are such that, like, no, that's, that's not even a ramp. Like, you can't mm-hmm. launch something off of a flat <laughs> vertical surface. Yeah. I'm like, that was the laziest thing you could have done. Like, uh-huh. I would have believed that no problem had there just been simple incline. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, but I love that in horror movies looking around like, no, right. that would have killed them. No, what about this? But it still didn't affect the movie for no, me. I didn't like not, think a lot about those things. At all. Yeah. It's nitpicky stuff, but those it's are still kind of fun to look at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that concludes spoiler dish that gets the whole thing down. Yeah. I hope you guys have seen it and enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, if not, you shouldn't have been listening to this last part. Right. Uh, <laughs> Unless you just want to, uh, don't want to see it and just want to hear us talk about it. Yeah. Cinebuds is produced by Tyrone Miller. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. The Cinebuds theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.